This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 134. How to get your clients to know, like, and trust you. Hi there, and welcome to session number 134 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a super long time away from it. The lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. Coming up in this session in our Step to Success segment, Surviving Depression, in our Dancer's Dialect segment, what does VOP stand for? In our Freestyle Flow segment, it was palatable. And in our feature presentation, how to get your clients to know, like, and trust you. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Mark Spaulding. And Beverly Bautista. And we are dancers, educators, and choreographers. And you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Today's step to success is a book recommendation called The Science of Being, Surviving Depression by my friend Anthony Hayes, and I'll link it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 134. I read this book in one sitting. I resonated so much on different levels of what he had gone through, even though our experiences might not have been similar. I felt the emotion and the intention behind his words, and my heart ached at various challenges that he had gone through. Gave me better insight on depression in varying levels. Having experienced it myself before I got back into dance, I could relate on so many levels. And then on other levels, I could not relate I really appreciated how raw and honest and vulnerable Anthony was in this book, and also how encouraging and inspiring the words were in terms of the quotes and him making the choices to get himself out of this state and dealing with it. And it was a really impactful read for me. And I would recommend that you read it, especially if you have people close to you that have gone through some type of emotional circumstance, whether it be depression or something else, it will give you a better understanding and more empathy as to what they're going through if you don't have that already. I recommend this book, The Science of Being Surviving Depression. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The dancer's dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. So what does VOP stand for? V-O-P. Is it a word? Is it an acronym? What is it? It's not really anything in terms of that, but it is a term coined by jazz dance legend Frank Hatchett. And I've linked a video in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 134 so you can see VOP in action. Frank Hatchett passed away in 2013 and was heavily involved with Broadway Dance Center in New York City. 
He actually started dancing watching his sister take lessons, but he was too embarrassed to go into class. And I've heard many stories about that with siblings. It's really interesting. And VOP has more to do with what's going on inside, what the movement and music is to your soul. So putting that together, what that individual expression is between what you hear in the music and the movement, which I find very intriguing, of course, and very exciting, as with all dance forms that explore this. So he refers to his combos as VOP, as you will see. I really like the emphasis on individual expression. And I also love the emphasis on being grounded in foundational dance techniques, which is what he believed and what he taught. I believe that that same principle can be applied to life and business. Having solid foundational principles in your life, in your dance, in your business, I think opens the door to expression in other ways to go outside of the box. So foundationally, yes, it's cool to have really great dance technique and have that foundation in different dance forms, as well as different modalities of business. What I mean by that is not that you have to learn everything that has to do with everything in business. Everybody has their strengths, interests, and weaknesses. But I think to know and be aware of foundational principles in different business concepts, in different marketing concepts, will really help take your business to another level and get you outside the box in terms of building your brand, in terms of expression. So I find this all very interrelated, which is why I love talking about dance and business together. So check out this video, check out this VOP with Frank Hatchett in the show notes. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? My Gardein experience at the Yard House restaurant at LA Live in downtown Los Angeles while attending Content and Commerce Summit. Awesome conference, by the way. I learned so much and have lots to implement. So Yard House is where I went for two of my meals, I think. And I was delightfully surprised that they had a vegan menu option. So the first night I got their orange chicken, it had bok choy and peppers and that yummy orange sauce. But it was a vegan option and it was delicious. I loved it. And so I thought, okay, the rest of the stuff might might be as good because it's all from that Gardein. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's that meat substitute brand. I'll link it in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 134. If you're not familiar with it, they have a wide array of meatless products that some I've tried that are delicious. I don't eat a lot of that stuff, but when I do, it's a nice substitute. So I tried that. That was good. And then the next time I went... <laughs> I was recommended to try their burger, their Gardein burger. And I do like veggie burgers, but this one, hmm, not so much. So the waiter felt really bad that he recommended it. It was, I still ate it. It was still palatable. And that's why I started this session with on the, the teaser about it was palatable because he totally cracked up when I said, oh, it was palatable. But the re but part of the reason I bring this up is, um, first of all, I don't recommend the Gardein burger <laughs> at Yard House. I do recommend the orange chicken. And to be honest in your dealings with people, this was something I did not do a lot of before. I had to learn that I could still be honest and still be kind at the same time. So I didn't rail off 
on this burger. Like it was horrible and I want my money back. They even wanted to replace my meal and I said it was fine and they didn't have to do that. But I felt really good that I could be honest about that. I, I didn't have to pretend that I liked it when I really didn't like it that much, but it was okay. So be honest, be kind. You can be both of those things at the same time. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. How do you get clients to know, like, and trust you? It is not an overnight event. I believe you have to have a marathon mentality when it comes to developing your business and to acquiring clients that know, like, and trust you. Having come off of Content and Commerce Summit this past week in downtown LA, it was at the JW Marriott Live, beautiful hotel right next to Staples Center and lots of cool places around. Very easy to get to, actually. It was so nice to be able to park and walk up the stairs, and there's the hotel, and there's Starbucks. <laughs> and so I, I love conveniences like that, can you tell? But I believe that there are five things to think about to develop when you're thinking about how to get clients to know, like, and trust you. So I bring up this event because this was the focus of many of the sessions that I was in about making sure that you are customer focused. And how do you get customer focused? Not always trying to sell and always trying to, for lack of a better description right now, manipulate the situation. I know we've all been part of things where we felt taken advantage of, whether it was a sales situation or something else. And then you wonder afterwards, wait, how did I not catch that? <laughs> At least that was my experience. I thought, how did I not see the signs? I was not paying attention. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, different story, different set of circumstances. But here are five tips I believe will help you, whether it is developing a dance brand, a dance product, or something else in terms of gaining that no trust and like factor with your ideal clients. Number one, what medium do you need to use in order to get your clients to know you? You can use something like a podcast, obviously, a blog, a vlog, other videos, speaking engagements, workshops, events. Find what works for you. Does it mean you have to do all of this all at once? No, definitely not. And I loved how a lot of the sessions at Content and Commerce talked about this. It wasn't about implementing everything at one time, but finding that thing that you can do and then go on to the next thing. So I really appreciated that. So think about the different mediums that you can communicate within your platform, whether it's a podcast, a blog, a combination of these things. What kind of consistency do you need in order to communicate your messages so definitely think about what's going to be best for you, first of all, that it's sustainable. Secondly, that it is appropriate for your audience. Number two, stories do sell. And there were many stories at Content and Commerce that I absolutely loved. Your story is important, and I think you need to weave your story into your product, into your service, into your branding. Find out how you best can do that so that it communicates to your client that you are about them. Number three, if you can put a guarantee on your product or your service, I would recommend doing that. But the big thing is make sure that your product or service is that high of a quality that serves your client and solves their problem that you won't need to put a guarantee on it. Secondly, get some testimonials, get some written testimonials, video testimonials, audio testimonials, whatever works 
of people that you've helped. And that will further support the no like trust factor with future clients. Number four, this is huge too. For me, it was anyway. You need to be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to know, like, and trust you. It's not a popularity contest and it's not about making everybody like you. You just can't do that. It's not feasibly possible. And for the longest time, I thought, gosh, I, I need to make sure that I fit into this box that everyone ex- expects me to be for them. And that was not a very healthy thing. So be okay with the fact that you have a certain audience that is either waiting for you or a certain audience that is already engaged with you, that knows, likes, and trusts you, and develop that. To focus more on that than trying to be everything to everyone. Number five, this was talked a lot about at Content and Commerce as well, and that is creating a community around your brand. And not that you're trying to always be selling, but it's about offering value in other ways that support your brand, support your products, support your services, and also meets the needs and solves problems for your community. I saw this recent post that bothered me a little bit on Facebook from a friend, and he was asking for money for his trip without really even giving a reason why. Like there was nothing, it was just like, can you support me on this? And and I've noticed a lot of posts with him like, oh, I'm going to be here. So let me know if, if I can, uh, if you can do this for me. It was, all, it was always focused on him. And not that he's a bad guy, but I thought, okay, what kind of value, I know that you're, what you do is valuable and people appreciate it, but you're not really communicating that. It's more like you keep asking people for things. So in terms of creating community, I think you need to do that first <laughs> before you ask for anything. And there's many ways to do that. Facebook groups, private groups via Slack, which is one of my favorite communication channels. And I'll link that in the show notes. You can start using that for free, actually, if you have a team or uh, want to start some kind of communication channel. Slack is a great tool for that. So let's recap again. The know, like, and trust factor that can be done in five steps. And of course, there's, there's more to this, but remember these five steps and know what to develop out from these. Number one, Figure out what you can use in terms of your platform, whether it's a podcast, a blog, video series, something that will support your message and also support the communication with your clients and potential clients. Number two, be yourself, be personal, tell stories that support your brand and that can resonate with your audience. Number three, if you can get guarantees, offer that, testimonials that support your product or your service. Number four, You need to be okay that you're not going to fit into everyone's box. Not everyone is going to know, trust, and like you. It's not a popularity contest. And number five, create a community around your brand that serves your audience. I'm curious to know where you're struggling and where I can best be of assistance. So if you would go to the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 134, I have a very short, and I mean really short, four questions, I think, survey that if you could fill out would be really helpful so that I can help you best. And if you have any other questions, you can always send me an email. But this uh, this survey is really simple, really short, and I would really appreciate your time and your feedback. And that way I can continue improving the podcast as well as get some other stuff out to you that will be helpful to you. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. 
Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.